How are you carrying your vaccination card? And does it matter? This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Text Expander by Smile, the makers of world-class software. Visit textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more and download your free demo. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, it's Mac Voices Live again. It's Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. We're at, at, in the YouTube uh, room and we're in the YouTube chat room. We'd love to have you join us there. So come on over, uh, Mac Voices TV on YouTube. Uh, we do it every Tuesday night. So if you can't make it tonight and if you're seeing this after the fact, then next Tuesday night, get over here because we have a lot of fun both in the chat room and online, and the two inevitably collide sooner or later, which is even more fun. Um, this, tonight, we're kind of free, free-forming it a little bit. I uh, don't have any set topics, although I did seed the group with a couple ideas, but already that got dashed, and we started into something pre-show that we're going to continue. So first, let's find out who's here, and then we'll let them tell you what we're talking about. So going around my screen, as usual, first up, Mr. Jeff Gamut. Jeff, welcome. Good to have you. Mr. Chuck Joyner, it's great to see you. Thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Mr. Ginsburg is here wearing Mac Stock Purple. Uh, the very first Mac Stock 2015. Yes. Ooh. Um, uh, ooh, God, great to be here. Thank you yep. for having me, and I hope you're doing well as well, as well Chuck. Doing good, doing good. We um, and of course, Mac stock is coming up on the twenty fifth of September. Virtual Mac stock, I should say. Although they're right now, as we speak, uh, things are changing. Of course, um, but right now there are some in person slots left. So mm-hmm. if you would like to be in Woodstock, Illinois, to be part of the, I guess we'll refer to it as a live audience. Um, VIP. VIP. Yeah. Okay. VIP. That works too. Um, visit MacStockConferenceAndExpo.com. Um, back after a notable absence, I'm not quite sure why he hasn't given us any excuses, Mr. Jay Miller. Jay, I, I was on you. vacation. Oh, well, um, well, who said you could do that? Uh, my wife. Oh, well, I'm not going to mess with her. Also, I'm, I'm here for the pen talk. That's all. I was told, bring your pens and let's chat. Oh, man, this is going to be good. Mike Schmitz is here, and again, two night, two uh, excuse me, two weeks in a row. Mike, this is uh, good. I making a habit of it. That's I'm so true. sorry, Mike. See, I, I am on vacation, <laughs> which is why I am here. <laughs> oh, oh, that's the wrong answer. <laughs> but what what happened to the coaching gig? Is that still on, is that on vacation too? Uh no, not not tonight. Games start next week, so got this tiny little window where I'm going to squeeze in as much Mac voices as I can. Great. Okay. Well, ah, certainly. Absolutely. Dedication. Like you. Yeah. Um, Brittany Smith is here. Brittany, welcome. Always a pleasure to see you in your furry microphone. Thanks. <laughs> Apparently that's still a thing. Okay. Well, Hey, I gave you billing over the microphone. So, you know, I, I'll I, take I, that improvement. Yeah, I thought that, I thought that was being respectful. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and already <laughs> people were already people are turning their cameras off and on to just confuse me. Um, so, but I think I I've try got to this at least right. wait until you've done the intros. Yeah, I appreciate we somebody didn't. 
Um, but, but last but absolutely not least, and now a completely out of order, Mr. Jim Ray. Jim, welcome. Good to have you. <laughs> I, I came on in the last minute, so I'm curious what the pre-show talk was. By the way, speaking of uh, you know Max Stock being partly in person, did you know there's an in-person iOS Dev concert conference going on right now? It's in Denver. It's in Denver. That's right. Yeah, it's right oh, by really? by you, Jeff. It is. I Dev three sixty. I just uh, I'm I'm attending virtually, and I just the reason I came in late was because there was a talk that went on up till like seven minutes before the hour. Wow! But they have. It's really weird looking at people sitting in a room and like, oh look, they're sitting in that room. <laughs> <laughs> no masks, I'm sure too. It's hard to tell, but it looks like most of them don't. So, and they last night they had James Dempsey and the Breakpoints, and they were singing and stuff. And it looked like not too many people wearing masks there either. So, so what's the focus of this, Jim? Uh, it's a iOS developer. Um, you know, I've never been to it in person. Have you ever been, Jeff? I have. Uh, it, it's a great conference. It, I've heard it's good a lot things about it. Yeah, it's a really good conference. So, I, I, I've even uh, been lucky enough to be able to speak at it before, too. There it's, you go. Yeah, it's a really cool event. Well, hopefully, maybe next year I can go in, in person. But yeah, and, and then there's you get been your 360 been... pint class to take home. I didn't hear anything about that. Oh, I, said I, could... I don't know if they're doing it this year, but in the past they have. They, they probably don't, don't tell us virtual attendees about these <laughs> That's loser virtual people. <clears throat> well, and, and it also may be one of those things where they don't want you to um to to touch things with your lips. It could be. They, they, they did go you know, on, Chuck. After when they when they sent my registration confirmation, they're like, here you can get your t-shirt here, and they've got like you can buy a t-shirt. Hmm. Interesting. So interesting. interesting. Yeah. Well, good. Well, thank you for uh, for for joining us. I hope we're not taking you away from any. No, that, that was th that was the last session for the day. So, oh. I'm a little bleary eyed because it starts early Mountain Time. So, I've been getting up early the last two days for me. Good. Well, then I guess. But yeah, it, it kind of worked out perfect. It just ended. Now I'm doing this. Tomorrow is the last day of that. And then I've got another Zoom thing right after the end of that tomorrow. So hmm. um, it's, it's very, very nice of them to, to schedule their final session around yeah. Voices Live. Yeah, I agree. Th thank them for us, please. <clears throat> so the pre-show topic that I mentioned, um, Jay brought up. Uh, an article from the Wall Street, or excuse me, from the Washington Post, and Chad Room, I'll post that uh, in the in, in there in a second, so you all can look at it. Um, about, uh, I guess, some of the vaccine options, excuse me, vaccination card options. Let's be real clear on that. Vaccination card options for your Apple Wallet. And Jay, I'll let you take it from there because you're the one that started the conversation. I, I apologize because I want to get to the pen, so I will try to make it brief. Um, yeah, so I was actually given this from a Twitter ad, which is probably the first time I've, I still didn't click on it, so Twitter don't get any ideas, but it made me think about this as a topic. 
Um, here in this article that I think Jim is posting is talking about San Francisco's new rule is you have to actually provide your proof of vaccine, um, which either digitally, which again, digitally, didn't know that was a thing, wondering about that now, um, or the physical piece of paper that they at least give out in California. In my head, I thought about something that happened to me a few years ago where my credit card got skimmed. You know, just going through that pattern of doing something that I'm so used to that doesn't change. And it's just like, ah, you know, step one, you do this. Step two, you do this. Step three, you show them your phone or whatever. And then you go about your business. And something can be slightly off and you don't notice. And you just go, okay, cool, whatever. In my mind, this idea also reminded me of the idea of having digital driver's licenses where you have this proof of identification, this proof of who you are on your device that you now have to use as this is who I say it is. And you can com you know, combine it with face ID or whatever. But I wanted to think about, are we creating a behavior that isn't inherently safe in terms of making our phones the central point of not just all the things that we do, all the things we work with, but our identity as people, um, our particular identity. Is that a safe practice? And is this idea of saying your digital COVID pass is the only way that you're getting into any public space, which means you're going to get super used to the idea of scan my phone, go about my business, scan my phone, go about my business, scan my phone. Oh, wait, it didn't work that time. Maybe face ID was off or something. Let me try again. Hit OK, scan my phone, go about my business. Now you've volunteered some information to someone or also congratulations. They now can track either at least where your device has been so that I'll, I'll open it up now. Are we creating the next uh, digital hell portal of identity loss and tracking? So Jay, no. let me, okay, before we do that, Jay, Jay I want to make sure that we all understand where you're going with this, or I, I know where you're going with it, but my understanding from, from the article is that well, how, how do you see the information getting into your phone as being something that can be tracked? Because from what I'm seeing, all I can do is take a picture of my, of my card. Now, I don't know how it is in California, but here... I've just got a card that the pharmacist scribbled on. So I think Jim is showing it now. Okay. Which is, so, that's, it's a, so you have a barcode, Jim. That's California. Okay. That's California. That's impressive a, because when I lived there, their infrastructure blew. <laughs> well, that's the thing. <laughs> I'm really is, glad to see like, they're doing something well. <laughs> this, this is an, this isn't by any chance like a, a damnation of the technology or like a, we, we absolutely shouldn't be doing this. I'm just posing the question of what are the future ramifications of, hey, we, we, in, we created this behavior of I scan my phone everywhere I go. Is that, is that a safe practice to instill? Well, and you know something yeah. interesting? Like, I, so I've, I've watched and, and read a lot of science fiction growing up as a pretty solid nerd. Um, and, and we always see these, you know, dystopic futures, but we see them after they're already established. Right. Um, 
And I feel like a lot of us feel like we're living in the time when we're going to decide if that's where we're going or not, like with every decision. And and the interesting thing is we never, th- the, uh, well, I never thought about watching these is, it seems like, oh, they just went in this track and everyone went along in this track. But when we're watching things happen right now in our real world, it's, there's more than one player because there, yes, there's a government and, but yes, there are also these companies who lead these technological revolutions. And, and I find it interesting that they have different vested interests. Um, Google's financial vested interest is different than Apple's and different than the government's, at least our local United States government. And, and I, I find that an interesting thing when you think about, are we going to that place? Um, because I don't think if I'm scanning my phone, right, they're going to get whatever is that I, I'm, I have some faith that what they're getting is exactly what is that information that they need from it. You know, they're scanning literally just my vaccination status. If in fact my state had that on my phone, which it does not. Um, <laughs> but, but that's exactly what they would be scanning and, and not a lot else. Um, especially from a QR code. And and maybe that wouldn't be true in other situations. I don't know. Um, but I don't know. It's, that's sort of where my imagination went immediately. Jim, you were getting in there. Well, you know, we've had to carry our driver's license or be able to produce that when we're driving for, I don't know, 80 years, uh, you know, maybe more than that. And proof of insurance. Um, it's not like people are saying they're going to come into your house and demand to see it, you know, we, places like a bar, I, you know, I, I haven't read this paywalled story, but, you know, if a, a private entity says, I want you to be able to prove you're vaccinated, you, you don't have a right to be in that private area. And if they want to say, you know, you've got to, you know, just like, you've got to have a ticket to go into a baseball game. You know, if I don't show this piece of paper, which may be on my phone now, right? Uh, a lot of events, uh, you just get the ticket on your phone, they scan your phone, and they let you in. So how is this any different? Um, they're, they're, they're not scanning your phone. They're scanning this QR code that has some information that can allow them to verify in, in their database that, yes, there's a record of this person being vaccinated. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of issues about privacy in the world, but I don't think this is one. Um, really? Okay, uh, so first of all, I, I want to say one thing. I want to make sure that everyone understands here that we're talking about the technological aspects of this right. and, and not the vax, you know, vax right. not, or not right. vax question. We're not going to get anywhere near that. You know, this assumes that, that we have a piece of information that we need to present to gain admittance or, you know, documentation of some kind. Well, um, it's just like a ticket. Exactly. Yeah. So a couple yeah. of years ago, I went to an NBA game and I was freaking out because I spent 500 bucks on these tickets for my family and I didn't get any tickets. They're like, oh, don't worry. It'll be on your phone in the app on the day of the game. <laughs> I drove two hours to the game <sighs> and had to scan the thing on my phone for me and all my kids and my dad who came with us and the whole time I'm thinking like, they're not going to let me in, but it was fine. (laughs) This edition of Mac voices is supported by smile. 
the makers of Text Expander. You already know how Text Expander can make you more productive on your Mac, right? How it can turn a few keystrokes, called a snippet, into a word, a sentence, a paragraph, or a page of text or code. How it ensures that your message is clear, consistent, and correct, whether you use the snippet or any or all of the other members of your team use the snippet. But I want to remind you that Text Expander is available for your iPhone and iPad as well, with those same benefits that you enjoy on your Mac. Using the Text Expander keyboard, you have access to Text Expander power in any app that allows text entry on your iPhone or iPad. Get faster and more efficient in mail, messages, and more. But it gets better. Many of your favorite note-taking and writing, task management, and social media iOS and iPad OS apps are already Text Expander enabled. Apps like DevonThink, OmniFocus, Ulysses, Drafts, Bear, and Byword. They all understand the power of Text Expander on the iPhone and iPad, and you should too. Visit TextExpander.com to see the complete list, find out everything that it can do for you, and then download it on the App Store. That's Text Expander for iPhone and iPad by Smile, the makers of world-class software at TextExpander.com. Thanks to Text Expander and Smile for their support of Mac Voices. That the same thing happened to me as I was flying away from my vacation, where apparently 100 year storm and a bunch of rerouted flights, and they were like, We're not going to have seats for everybody, but we're also boarding, and everybody's ticket just says, Check the app on your phone. And it's like, Okay, and you're just refreshing, praying that your, you know, your ticket, your seats show up and you can get on the plane. I think the difference here. Um, and maybe I'm not not emphasizing this enough is it's not a matter of is it okay to go to a you know is it okay for someone to say are you vaccinated show me your phone that's fine like you said Jim people do that with driver's license people do that with tickets the difference is we're getting to a point where this is this by law will have to be everywhere and again it's only a matter of time till there's some piece of technology that says like the door locks and then you just scan your phone, you know, you hit, hit the thing on your, on the door and it opens for you. Or we were talking uh, before the show about the whole like turnstile technology where you just scan your phone and it works. And that's why I said, it reminded me of the time that my, my debit card got skimmed at a gas station, gas station run down. I'm in a part of town that I'm not familiar with, but I need gas. So it's like, put the card in. Oh, that was kind of weird. Hold on. Let me rub it a little bit, put it in again put my pin in and then all of a sudden, you know, I have charges in Austin, Texas, which I'm not in happening on my, you know, on my device. And like, I call my bank, I dispute, you do all that whole thing. What I'm worried about is, are we opening an opportunity to where we normalize the behavior of, if I want to go anywhere, if I want to go to Walmart, if I want to go to 7-Eleven, if I want to go to the grocery store, I now have to scan my phone. I now have to let some entity, whether that be just my phone or whether that be if you're using Google or some other device, um, you know, Google or whoever, I'm now letting them know I went here, I went here, I went here, I went here, I went to this place over here. I went into the library and scanned my phone three times, one to check out books and one to get in and out the door. And I, they're now able to do the thing that they've been doing with ad technology so easily 
now even easier because we're volunteering that information. And that may become the next step is you have to volunteer your information or you can't get in. Hey, do you turn your phone off all the time? I mean, your phone carrier has that information of every place you went. They've had it for 20, 25 years. Again, you're talking about one entity having this information. I'm talking about people being able to know when your device was in this area. You're able to know every single step, and it's not just your phone carrier. It could be a vendor of whoever makes the technology. You now have to trust that the business owner at your local grocery store was smart enough to get a kiosk or a scanner that didn't come from some company that's recording all this information for it to get leaked in the next ransomware attack. I I don't understand. How are they going to, by you going into one store, how are they going to get this information? But if it's, if it's at the vendor level, you could go to five different stores. Oh, and you're saying that the, the, the store is going to use some vendor, but you know, that, that, that's, you know, how about license plate readers? I mean, I'm against those two, but I, I that, am also. That's another. You know, that's another conversation. I, you know, but I mean, this this is, you know, and your credit card company. You know, if you use a credit card. Um, my, my concern here is eventually we're going, and I know we we probably want to move on and talk about tools. Um, eventually, we'll get to a point where that information won't be in the government's hands. It won't be whether you trust that or not. It won't be in the person, the, the people that you're doing a business transaction with. It won't be the grocery store. It'll be some vendor that's collecting the records and cell data of, even if it's that single point in time of these items. And I don't know, again, I don't know enough about the technology. I'm only posing the question of, is this is this kind of not slippery slope pandering, but is this creating the the mindset of because I'm so used to just doing this, it's going to be easier and easier for me to become lax. It's going to be easier and easier for me to slip up and it's going to be easier and easier for me to scan my device and ultimately volunteer my data away. Paul in the chat room, I think in reference to Jim holding up his card says that's nice, but is it legal? which is a really good question. Um, Webb says, my county health service allowed me to put a vaccination card in my iPhone wallet. I find it convenient. I also have the traditional paper card as well, by the way. And Joe in the chat room says, quantum dots are next. <laughs> Maybe so, Joe. <laughs> um, I, Jay, I, I, know, I know what you're saying, and I, I'll tell you much to, you're, you're going to be shocked. Um, but I do have some of those same concerns. I don't disagree with you. And, and here's, here's my example. Um, there are various insurance companies out there, some of which I represent, some of which I don't, that will give you a device that will plug into your car that will track your, your driving, right? And for this, oh. you, you allegedly get um, a reduced premium or you know, maybe not, depending on how you're driving. But 
I have gone to all all the ones that that I've been able to, and and they they show me their privacy policy. Yeah, we don't share this data with anybody. And my yeah, question right. has been, well, no, no, I'm not I'm not sure that that's fair, David, because I don't think that they do. But my question has been, look, I know you guys, you're insurance companies, you're not engineers. So you're buying this service from somebody. What's their privacy policy? Right. Or worse, you're building it yourself and it's not safe. (laughs) You've built the solution the fastest and cheapest way possible. There's no way an insurance company is going to do that. You know, they're going to buy it. They're going to buy it. No, no, they they can because they'll add, they'll have five developers say, hey, we need to store this data somewhere, make it happen. I mean, that's the stuff that happens, and that's how you get these weird databases that just popped up one day in an S3 storage on Amazon, on AWS somewhere, and then you got all this PII that's included. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is a slippery slope, and, and I, so I don't think that your kiosk question is completely beyond the realm of, of, of possibility. You know, I, you're right, but on the other hand, as, um, forgive me, I think it was Jim said, you know, our phones are tracking us. It's already, and and that's one entity. But who are who is that entity? Just because it's only one that's collecting it, who are their share? They're they sharing it with? Because heaven knows they're looking for every revenue stream they have. But I won't. Chuck. I mean, bringing. Oh, yes. I'm sorry, Jeff. Chuck, is that you? Uh, yes. Yes. So uh, a few minutes ago, Jay talked about the slippery slope. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. We're beyond slippery slope. We jumped off the ledge a long time ago, and there's no going back up. And uh, and what Jay, what you're talking about is a variation on a theme, and and the variation is waving our phone at something. What we're already doing is volunteering all of this information through tons of apps that we've put on our phones. And uh, a, a perfect example of of this uh, coming to play in the news recently. There was a uh, uh, an incident a couple months ago where a uh, uh, Catholic news reporting group uh, called out uh, a church official for uh, alleged sexual improprieties, and all of that information was taken straight out of apps that person was using and uh, and it just painted a a picture of exactly where they were and when they were there and uh and it 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 was uh you know very scary and eye opening to see that happen the so the difference that i see here is the potential for us to start siloing some of that information instead of having it uh, out there just en masse. So for example, with Jim's uh, QR code for his uh, vaccination card, that QR code, I highly doubt contains his personal information. What it contains is an identification code that can be matched to a database and then, uh, and then, if it's in the database, then yes, there's a match saying that uh, that a vaccination has happened, but it doesn't reveal information that says Jim specifically is that person. And uh, and in Colorado, we have it's very crappy, but we have a digital ID system now that we can use, and the way it works is uh, it creates a QR code, 
that uh, that if you get stopped by participating law enforcement agencies, the little camera that they're supposed to be wearing, you just hold up the QR code and their little camera scans the code. And then that initiates the, the transaction that will then send your ID information to their patrol car. And, uh, and so it stays as siloed information. And if, if we can maintain a system where we're siloing that information, so only these uh, hash codes or whatever they are, are, are being relayed back and forth, I think it gives us a likelihood for a higher level of anonymity along the way, even though we've really lost that. And I would certainly feel much more comfortable having to scan a QR code that I knew just linked a, an ID number uh, than what you have to do when you go into a lot of bars to, you know, for them to to let you in. They actually run your ID through a scanner, and now they've got all the personal information on your ID in this little thing they're holding in their hand. And when you say, what are you doing with that data? What did you collect? How is it being stored? How is it being protected? They have literally no idea at all, which means that basically what they did was ran your card through uh, a data collector that can now just be given to anyone. You have to sh give them your ID to go to a bar in Colorado? Uh, I, I actually... Ha uh, yes, I, I've had that in a couple bars in Colorado, mm -hmm. and uh, pretty much every bar I've ever gone in in uh, in California, they've done the same thing. I never go to bars, so I guess I'm. <laughs> so, so you're actually safer than I am, and probably yeah. far more responsible. It's been too. about eighteen months for me too, Jim. San Diego is uh, no, I, 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 I just never been, you know, go to bars. Yeah. Period. Jay, have have you? Uh, have you ever heard of a website called TechDirt? Yes. Oh, I was going to tell you to never ever look at it. I yes, I I know. I'm not. That's right. I I am not Good. the person that's out there, you know, talking about how my phone is going to cause more chemtrails in the sky. I promise. You. Well, no, it doesn't. TechDirt doesn't say that, but you know, it it's like they're full of you know a lot of this stuff that is very worrisome. That you know is. Then going, you know, so that that's sort of my thing. It's like, well, I don't think that this vaccine card thing is the, you know, the tipping point. It's like, it's like Jeff said, we've been, you know, we, we you know, we're halfway down into the canyon, and you know, the the top is, you know, we're never going to see that again. Yeah, I like I said, the, the kind of closing thoughts on this. Like, I agree with Jeff in many ways. I don't think that it's necessarily the end of the world. I was more interested in the psychological behavior of like, hey, Pavlov's dog. You know, if I want, if I want this treat of going to get groceries, I've become accustomed of I just flash my phone. And also, Jeff, there's no way on earth I'm ever giving a police officer my phone. Um, that is a oh god paranoia. No. But like yeah, that, never that terrifies that. me of just like, oh, just hold your phone here. Oh, it didn't work. Let me see your phone. It's like, no. Uh -uh. No. Yeah, the, uh, it's, it's interesting that the whole Colorado app thing, it, it even includes in the instructions, never give your, never hand your phone to a police officer. Which I thought was actually what? really smart to put that in there. Really? Anyone that isn't in your inner circle of people. Like do, yeah, do police officers know that uh, they can't, you know, 
Yeah. They, no, can oh, they can are, are ask. Oh, they can ask. And if you volunteer, uh, well, I'm, now, now I'm you sure have there's failed. lots of cases where police officers just flat out take people's And phone. there are a lot of people who don't know that just because they're asking something means they don't have to comply. That, yes, that, that is very true. Yeah, just because a cop says, hey, let me see what's on your phone. But uh, you don't have to say yes. And when you say no, if they say, what are you trying to hide? That's when you stop talking. Nothing. I'm Just, an advocate for privacy, right? Data privacy rights. There you go. <laughs> oh, don't even say nothing. Just say, I'm an advocate for privacy rights. Because if you say nothing, now you're volunteering yeah. information Fair. about the content of your phone. Don't Fair. do that. So Paul in the chat room uh, from earlier in this part of the conversation said, what's the difference between this and voter ID? You have to show it everywhere. That's, that's the difference. I'm not saying just for bars. I'm saying if you go to the grocery store, if you go to a restaurant, if you go to McDonald's, what they're, what they're proposing is to get into a public or privately owned in public space. You have to provide proof. And they're pushing because, hey, nobody likes these fat cards, go digital. And and, and again, I, I'm agreeing with everyone here. I don't think it's the worst thing until that infamous day where we all find out, hey, some company, you know, selling these card readers on the, ch- on, on the cheap, they were asking for a little bit more data. And again, what are you going to do? Not get groceries? Are you going to just be like, no, nah, I'll, I'll go across town and buy my groceries from Move there. to Wisconsin. Like, nah. We're about 10 years behind. So you've got <laughs> the runway there. Mike, I was in Wisconsin a week ago. That's right. He was. I, I can back you up completely. Holy crap. <laughs> Wisconsin. Thank you, guys. You just killed all our visitors from Wisconsin. That's nice. but I did love Wisconsin. Um, it was a hey, beautiful I live state. there. <laughs> so, Mark in the chat room says, "What about the tr- what about the quote unquote terms of use that all that for, of all the software we all use all the time? We all almost just click on the agree button." He says, "I realize this is a little bit different, but similar." And then he agreed with some of what you were saying, Jeff. Um, and I, there's a book, and I'm sorry, I was trying to see if I could. Remember what it is, but there's there's a novel that um, was going around for a while. I'm sorry, I will find it uh, at some point during the show. Um, but the premise of the novel is that this guy comes out with a, a basically a social media network thing, and deep in the terms of service, it's basically you sign away your rights to everything, and I don't mean just the rights that we're talking about here, but I mean everything. And so then legally they basically try to take over the world. Now it's, it's, it's a little bit of a takeoff on it. And, but, but the, the point is well taken and, and Brittany, you know, to some of your science fiction stuff, I mean, yeah, we've all seen, and they, they come out constantly where, you know, our heroes are suddenly discovered to be the good guys by the bad guys and the bad guys turn off their identities. So they can't literally cannot do anything. And I think that's what maybe that's the the ultimate result of what Jay's talking about. So this yeah, is also I mean, really complicated, and yeah. so much so that uh, uh, do you remember a few years ago when Adobe uh, had terms of service that that they released for I think it was Behance. There's one one of the image sharing services that they own. 
this is so complicated that they didn't even realize that their terms of, of service said that when you uploaded images, you relinquished full ownership and, and they were no longer your photos. And it was Jeff Carlson that caught this in the terms of service. And Adobe is like, no, that's not what we want. That's not what we're doing. And then when they went back and looked at their terms of service, they're like, holy crap, we have to fix this right now. Yes. So my point is, this is so complicated that even companies writing their terms of service can still screw it up. Yep. Yes. Yep. It, and it may have been what the lawyer that wrote it meant. Yeah, uh, it it may have been, um, but uh, it certainly wasn't what Adobe intended, and uh, and and you know they they were able to fix it very quickly. It was like within a, a few days of of Jeff figuring that out, they they had they had it fixed. It was all updated, and it wasn't a problem. And they made sure that everyone that had already uploaded photos understood that Adobe did not own their photos. Um, the the novel was called After On, a novel of Silicon Valley by Rob Reed. So, for those of you that might be oh. interested in it, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a decent read. It's it's a fun read. Um, but yeah, well, uh, the podcast service. Um, shoot, I I'm sorry, I'm blanking on it now. But there's one podcast service out there that basically says, yeah, we'll host your your podcast for free, and you know that's Anchor distribute that's Anchor Anchor. anchor. And, and anchor, but but you know you, we're giving them exclusive rights. Basically, we're saying, okay, it's now you own it. They, right. And they if you ask anchor, use, they'll say, oh, we don't own it. Yeah, but they do say, own the right to advertise their service using your content. So mm-hmm. if you ever hear an ad, you could actually hear an ad with your content playing back, and you receive nothing from anchor for that ad ad, ad spot. This conversation about how we are carrying our vaccination information in our iPhones came out of a pre-show conversation that really was completely unexpected. But I'm glad it came up because it led to a discussion of a lot wider range of issues and concerns that we should be paying attention to and the choices we are making and how they will affect us now and later. And that discussion continues in the next edition of Mac Voices, and I think you will enjoy it because we also shift into something a little bit more fun in the next episode, and I think you'll enjoy that too. As always, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com Bandwidth provided by CashFly at CashFly.com.